0: Welcome back to Elevator Inspiration for Sunday School. We're at lesson four. Our subject is, why do you doubt? I call this elevator, elevator, elevator inspiration because I try to keep this less than 10 minutes. So let's get started. Now the content of our lesson, we are actually uh, in Matthew and it is actually Matthew the 14th chapter. Now at the beginning of the 14th chapter if you read you see that Jesus has received news from the disciples of John the Baptist that John the Baptist is dead. So no doubt this is really heavy on his mind and then he get ready to send the people away because the disciples said let's send them away he said no You know, we need to feed them because we're in a desert place. But wait a minute. The disciples are doubting and saying, hey, you know, we don't have anything but five loaves and two fish. And Jesus takes that and he feeds 5,000 men, not counting women and children. So it is about 20,000 individuals. And then he sends those 12 disciples away and said, go to the other side while I talk to the people. This is where we are right now um, in Matthew, the 14th chapter, and we're going to start at the 27th, the 22nd verse. 22nd verse says, immediately Jesus made his disciples get into boat, go before him to the other side while he sent the mother to away. Now realize now that mother to a people, he fed them. They really want to make him a king. So he had to discourage this, send the people back to their um, their homes. And notice the next verse, it says, he goes off and he goes into the mountain to pray. And notice there it says, now when evening come came, he was alone there. So let's paint the picture. The disciples are in the boat and it's evening. And He's alone. He's in the mountain and he's praying Like we had in lesson two we noticed that Sea of Galilee is no place to play because all of a sudden we see a storm arise and This they are actually the disciples are actually in the middle of the sea and This it says the wind was contrary It's actually, it's past midnight by now. They've been trying to get to the other side with no help. So the question I want you to think about is, and for demonstrating such power to feed the mother to, why does Jesus pray? And in what ways can we use Jesus' practice of prayer and solitude as a model for our own devotional life? Alright, now we're at verse 25. I want you to look at verse 25. Now we got a timetable there in the middle of the sea. It says it's the fourth watch. Notice that. Romans divided the days into four. So the fourth watch is between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. So Jesus has been this time praying. The disciples have not made it to the other side even though they left at sunset and that's evening think about that now they didn't have lights like we have today in time so they got in the boat towards sunset Jesus goes up and he prays he prays past 12 to almost the next morning he sees the disciples out there no doubt there was no folks for him to catch and it says When the disciples saw him, he was walking on the sea. And they were so troubled by this because they thought they saw a ghost. And then he cried immediately, be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. Now, I want you to notice that phrase there. Be of good cheer actually is more of a positive thing to do, whereas do not be afraid is a negative thing of not to do. I like that. So we have a positive phrase and we have a negative phrase. Be of good cheer, it is I. Do not be afraid. And then we have a curious disciple by the name of Peter, bold and curious. So Peter said, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water so jesus is walking on the water peter wants to experience that same and notice what jesus said i want you to focus on the words of jesus he said come and then peter gets out of the boat he started walking on the water and we saw the wind was boisterous he was afraid and began to sink and he cried out saying lord save me and notice immediately jesus stretched out his hand caught him and said oh you of little faith why did you doubt? So if you paint the picture, and you paint the scene here, if you notice now that he's walking on the water, we're almost at 6 a.m. in the morning, no doubt the sun is probably getting ready to rise, Peter sees him, it's, and he wants to do, experience the same thing. We're looking at the storm. It's storming, it's wind, it's brochures, I mean, and we see Christ walking on the water. You know, that that is, that's revelating. When you think about in scripture, there's no other person walks on water except Jesus. We look in Moses, we see Moses part the sea. We even see Joshua parts the water of Jordan. We see Elijah and Elisha actually do something with water, but never have we have recorded a person walking on water? So Peter says, huh, I wanna try that. And then if you notice that, when the wind start blowing, it says he will, the wind was boisterous, then he became afraid and began to sink. And notice Jesus' reaction. Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? I underscore the word immediately, because when he cried out, Lord, save me, immediately Jesus rescued him. And then he questioned him. Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? So I want you to think about that. Although Peter began to sink, is there anything remarkable about his experience? And then I want to dig a little bit deeper on Sunday. What does an examination of the triangular relationships among faith, doubt and fear reveal that you should do? When you look at that triangular and you look at doubt and you look at fear and you look at faith as all together, what does that tell us? What should we do about that? And then what aspects of this lesson challenge you most in terms of personal application and how will you respond to this challenge you know when we think about this lesson and we look at it from a calling out for help as peter did is doubt a symptom of inconsistent faith you know peter it says he called out lord save me because he had faith at the beginning but later he doubted. But Jesus what, power was greater than Peter doubt. Think about that. His power was greater because it says immediately he stretched forth his hand and he helped him. And then I also realized that trusting the Lord is harder to maintain when negative things test our faith. And that was a distraction. The boisterous wind still was storming. Because if you notice, if you read further is once he got into the boat, and I always ask the question, how did Peter get back to the boat? He walked on water. And then once they got in the boat, it says everything calmed down. So when you experienced doubt, did you call out to the Lord like Peter did? So my lesson learned from this is this. I want to start by thinking. When was the time I experienced faith and doubt simultaneously as seemed to have happened to Peter? So I want to take inventory. I want to look at my life and see when I experienced those things simultaneously. And then I'm going to remember Peter. Think about this. Whether Peter doubted his ability to continue to walk on water or doubted Jesus' ability to keep him afloat his doubt minimize his faith. So, in that case, I must always allow my faith to minimize my doubt, even when distractors appear. Hey, this has been great, and like I always say, I try to do this within 10 minutes, so I have a thought to remember is cry out to Jesus who overcomes our doubt remember that cry out to Jesus who overcomes our doubt I want to thank you for joining me today this has been a great lesson actually um, like I always say see you in Sunday school remember now we have our zoom session at 6 p.m. on Sunday the meeting ID is 642 642- Three eight two zero seven five five, and our VPN code is CU one two three. Have a great day.